0: Thank you, Pastor Andrew. Listen guys, now you gotta wait while I talk for a minute. But here's some good news, all right? And so parents is a little leverage, all right? If you guys wait really patiently and quietly on your way out today, we've got some donuts for you. Isn't that great? Um uh, Two guys on the front row, uh, Nicholas and Zach, you guys got to wait until all the children go, okay? Because I call you all trying to snake a couple before the s- service, all right? So uh, yeah, so guys, if you wait quietly, we got some donuts on the way out. And if you have your Bible, turn with me to Luke chapter eight, okay? And I would love to tell you that there's a Bible in the chair in front of you, but they're packed and moved, okay? So I know they're not there. So uh, just uh, I'm going to talk quickly this morning and briefly, and you know, we're doing a, a sermon, series through Hebrews, and actually I hinted at this last week, so I just thought it was a kind of a good place to park this morning. I want to talk about a, a parable or a story that Jesus taught, and I think it has some implications for Hebrews, because Hebrews, we're about to get into some very challenging passages of Scripture uh, that we, I think, got to filter through the teaching of this parable of Jesus. Now, Jesus taught this parable, and uh, this doesn't work great without a hand, with a handheld, okay, but he taught this. This parable of a farmer and how a farmer used to plant his soil or plant his his ground or his land, okay? And so nowadays when we plant a farm, we use a tractor, and a tractor puts each seed specifically in a hole, and there's almost no wasted seed in farming today. But in Bible times, that didn't work that way. And I believe Jesus probably pointed to a farmer in a field. And he says, Check out this farmer, okay? And this farmer is sowing seed. And so he would have a bag or a bucket of seed, and the way he he would do that as he'd plant his field. He'd reach in and he would just scatter the seed. Okay? And he said, Now the seed is going to fall on four different kinds of ground. If you said, Some of the seed's going to fall on the footpath where people walk, and that seed's not going to grow or bear any fruit. He said some of the seed is going to fall into the rocky soil where there's a lot of rocks, and that seed, it will, it'll spring up quickly, but that seed is not going to bear any fruit. He said some of the seed that the farmer is scattering is going to fall into, into the area where there's thorn bushes, and it'll start to grow up a little bit, but the thorn bushes eventually are going to choke out that seed. He said, finally, the, the fourth kind of soil is that seed is going to fall on the good soil and it's going to grow and we're going to wait for it to grow. We're going to be patient. And then as it grows, it's going to bear a whole bunch or a whole harvest of fruit. And so I want to challenge us this morning as a church and as we prepare to continue in our study next week, Lord willing, uh, of Hebrews, I want to challenge us and I'm going I'm to start and end with a question. I want to start with this question as we look at the four different kinds of soils, which I think is the four different conditions of our hearts. I want to ask you which heart condition is yours? Because Jesus goes on to interpret his teaching, and he says, There's four different heart conditions of man. Luke chapter 8, verse 11, check this out. It says, This is the meaning of the story, Jesus says. He pulls his disciples aside. He says, Here's what I'm teaching. The seed is God's message. The seed that fell on the hard path represents those who hear the message, but the devil comes and he steals it away and prevents them from believing and from being saved. Now, this is a serious thing that Jesus says. He says, If the seed falls on a a hard heart and the idea here is when god's word is received with a heart condition of hardness your heart is hard towards the things of god you're you're uncaring you're not interested and so that the seed falls on a hard heart and and jesus said actually satan comes and he plucks that seed away and it prevents that person from being saved because the soil of their heart is not interested in the things of god and it presents, it, 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 that person, Jesus said, will not be saved from the penalty of their sin, will not have eternal life. And I want to encourage you, and I suspect that, you know, you probably came to church this morning because your heart is not hard to the things of the Lord. That's probably why you came this morning. But, but I would also imagine a group that says, there's some people hitting here with a hard heart towards the things of God, towards the word of God, towards the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus is very, very serious about this. He says, That heart will not be saved, will not have eternal life. The second kind of heart Jesus points out in Luke chapter 8, verse 13, he says, The rocky soil represents those who hear the message with joy. So there's enthusiasm, right? But like the young plants in such soil, their roots, their roots don't go down very deep, and they believe for a while, but they wilt when the hot winds of testing blow. And so this is the second kind of heart. This is a heart where the word of God is received uh, with a condition of emotion only. And there's this season, there's this moment where they're excited about the Word of God being taught. The the Word is received with joy, but when there's any kind of trial or temptation uh, or or obedience required to the Word of God, that that person just wilts under the pressure. It's like the seed of the heart is in the rocky soil. I I don't know how many of you were here for Easter, our Easter service, but uh, in in all the services, in one of our songs, we read 1 Corinthians 15 as part of the bridge of the song, which is the idea of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And in one of our services, the congregation was so enthusiastic at the reading of 1 Corinthians 15 that reminded us that we too in Christ will be raised from the dead. That group was so enthusiastic, the whole congregation just started applauding, like, woo, at the word of God, and I love that. I was like, man, I love that this word of God is true, and we should be excited about it. But if it ends there, Jesus says, that's not the right kind of heart. That's a heart that just receives the word with emotion and without something that's lasting. And so when temptation comes or an opportunity or, 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 uh, or the, we have to, uh, we're challenged to uh, walk in obedience because the spirit of God now lives in us and we don't do that, well, our heart is not receiving that word and, and, and it's, like the, it's like the seed of the word of God is sown on rocky soil. And, and so it doesn't bear long uh, longevity of fruit, okay? The third kind of heart. So there's the heart that's hard, and there's a heart that receives the Word of God with emotion only, right? There's this moment in time, but but it's not a, a condition of perseverance. That's two kinds of hearts. The third kind of heart Jesus talks about is in verse 14 of Luke 8. It says, the thorn Jesus said the thorny ground represents those who hear and accept the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and the riches and the pleasures of this life, so they never grow into maturity. And so this is the third kind of hearts when the word of God is received with a condition of unrepentance that we we don't repent of all the things we see around us we don't turn from the things that we want to do uh, you know and, and by the way if i could preach if i could say man there's one condition of, of the the american heart in general it's this condition right i mean we we live in a culture where we've never there's just probably never been a culture anywhere on the planet at any time that has had more access to education around spiritual things right I mean, we got books and bookstores, and I mean, you—we there, have so much access to things about the Word of God. So why is it that Christianity is not making a bigger dent in our culture? I Man, I propose to you it's because it, we have the third kind of soil. Like we're—we we're, the seed is sown, but the thorn bushes of the cares of the world and the riches of the world and the pursuit of pleasure is crowding out the Word of God. Yes. And so that's the third heart, and we, I want to caution you this morning, because that's kind of the culture that you're in, that it's easy to hear the Word of God, and then, man, we're bombarded by our entertainment, uh, internet, TV, on and on, the list goes. It tells us the opposite of the things of the Word of God, and it's very easy for the things that we learn about on Sunday, assuming we even attend a church, to, to be crowded out by all that we see around the culture. George Barna, who's a guy who does research for churches and for Christianity, he's even though a large percentage of Americans call themselves Christians, okay, he was asking the question, why is there not a bigger impact of Christianity in our culture? And so he said inside of the, of the group Christian, there's a subgroup, okay, and that's the group of people who have what he called a biblical worldview. And so he used a lot of big words to, to, to describe that, but essentially it was this. It's the people who submit their lives lives to the Word of God. It's the people who say, the Word of God has authority over my life. Those are the people whose lives are adjusting to the things of the Scripture, and they're living for the Lord. And so the third heart is the heart that's choked out by the things of the world. The fourth heart is this in Luke chapter 8, verse 15. But the good soil represents honest, good-hearted people who hear God's message, they cling to it, and they steadily produce a huge, Harvest this is the fourth heart. This is the heart that I want to encourage your heart to be as we move forward as a church as we move through the through the letter of Hebrews in this heart, the heart is received with a fruit bearing condition there's a longevity there's a a purpose that i 'm going to i 'm going to cling to the Word of God all the way through my life and there's two things about this kind of heart: one it clings to god 's word. this heart clings to the word of God a couple of weeks ago I was uh, uh helping down at the building and um I was on on this thing called a JLG. I didn't know what that was at the time, so it was like, get on the JLG, and they pointed to the thing, I was like, oh, I thought that was a lift, okay, so anyway, I was on a lift, but now I know it's a JLG, and I'm on the JLG, and I was on this JLG with uh, Pastor Andrew's teenage daughter, Hannah, and uh, one of the two of us was petrified of heights, okay, I'm, like, I'm not going to tell you who that is, uh, but it was me, and so uh, and so, we're on this thing, and our job was to clip down the old fluorescent lights, because we had the new lights installed, and we're up there clipping the wires of these old lights and bringing them down, and, and I am clinging to this, the railing of this JLG and she's moving it around and steering it and she's got a little carefree world. And I'm like, are you crazy? We're like five feet in the air. You know, no, we're a little higher than that, but man, I was so nervous and I'm just clinging to the rock, you know, the edge. And, And it got me to thinking about this passage of the heart that clings to the word of God. And so the person whose heart is tender towards the things of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ, where the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, here's what happens. When the Holy Spirit's inside of you, your heart begins to cling to the word of God and his promises and his character, and you're clinging and you're holding on. And secondly, the Bible says here, Jesus says, the heart of a person who clings to the word of God is a person that's patient with the word of God. You remember that there's God's time in our time, could be different, right? And we're kind of living that as a church, right? We kind of thought we'd be in a new location, but there's a patient aspect. That hey, we know the Lord is working. We, there's a timing aspect to this. And Pastor Andrew did a great illustration of, of the people walking through the wilderness forty years, and we talked about waiting. And there's hundreds of illustrations in the scriptures of people where God had promised, and they believe in the character of God, but there was a there was a patience aspect to following the Lord right abraham remember abraham he was promised a son he said through the, you know through your son there's going to be a great nation and abraham waited decade after decade after decade and finally guess what he only he didn't even get a great nation he got one kid right you know out of that he had to, that the promise was going to be through this child but he was waiting patiently on the lord and so when we follow the Lord, the, third kind of, the fourth kind of heart is a heart that clings to the Word of God. is patient and for, for God's timing. And the Bible says that this heart of this person will bear an abundant harvest. Will bear an abundant harvest. And Jesus uh, teaches this, and we have the recording of this teaching also. Not only do we have it in Luke 8, but we have it in Matthew 13. And, and Matthew actually takes it a little bit further. Uh, about the third the fourth heart he says the good soil represents the hearts of those who truly accept god's message and they produce a huge harvest 30 60 100 times as much as was planted now i want to suggest you i'm gonna say something a little bit controversial i'm going to wrap this up in here in just a second okay i want to say something a little controversial but i think it's true i think what jesus is teaching here is there's three hearts that belong to an unbeliever Okay there's three hearts that belong to an unbeliever the fourth heart is the heart of a person that clings to the word clings to the gospel message the spirit of god makes them tender to holiness and righteousness and it's a lifelong journey it's a perseverance of following jesus from the from conversion all the way to the end of their life and that person the scripture says will both will bear a lot of fruit 30 60 or 100 times as much as was planted um, I'm going to finish with this story and we're going to close with prayer I've shared this story before, okay? So uh, if you've heard it before, just bear with me, all right? So a couple years, many years ago, four or five years ago, we we had a tree fall down in our house, and we wanted to replace it with another tree. And we were walking through, I think, Walmart, and they had a discount on trees. And so we uh, we purchased a tree, and we didn't even know what it was, right? And so we purchased a tree, we planted, we're like, we just need a tree there, that one's cheap. We put it in the ground, and the next year... This tree produced a peach, right? And we're like, ah, oh, we figured it out immediately. We're smart people. Guess what we had? A peach tree, right? We were brilliant. And so we had this peach tree, and it produced one peach. And we gathered around the sink as a family, all five of us, and we stared at our peach and we're like, hey, you want to taste the peach? Yeah, let's taste the peach, right? One, and so our one peach, we cut five ways, and we all had a slice of the peach, right? Listen, I think some of us do that in our lives. We're claiming to be Christians, and we're staring at this moment. Well, I was baptized. I was I raised a hand in a service. There was a a part in the service I raised my hand, and I said, yeah, I'm in. Or, you know, I checked a box, or I prayed a prayer. And I suggest to you that following Jesus Christ—you can come on up. It's it's cool. Uh, But I want to—he's like, when do I get the donut? Almost there, okay? We're almost there. I'd give it to you now if I had one. Actually, I might eat it. Anyway, so— I want to suggest to you this morning that if you're gathering in your life and you're looking at this one little thing and there's not this, this, this perseverance in your life, may I suggest to you that it could be your heart condition is not right, right? Because the Bible says there'll be an abundant harvest of fruit. Some will bear 30, some will bear 60, and some will bear a hundredfold. So as we continue down this journey, and we're going to continue through the book of Hebrews, I want to ask you a question this morning. What is the condition of your heart? What is the condition of your heart? Because when the Holy Spirit lives there, your ho- the Holy Spirit will make you tender to the things of God, will make you tender to the Word of God, will make you desire to, 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 to bow a knee to righteousness and holiness and the pursuit of the things of God. I want to encourage you, church family, let's be the people with the fourth kind of heart condition tender to the word of God. Let's close with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for a place to gather corporately and worship with your church body. Thank you for the children that are in here, God. You know, I hear them, it excites me. I think, man, one day some of them are going to be leading this church, and that excites me, Lord Jesus. I pray that they would be tender as they grow to the Word of God. I pray as parents we would teach them the Word of God. I pray that your Spirit would take it and and, and sink it deeply into the soil of their heart, and they would bow a knee to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and Lord, they would produce much fruit for the glory and fame of our Heavenly Father and and for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we thank you for this morning thank you that we have a place to gather lord we do ask as a church that we would uh that you would help us to get all the things done this week so that we can get our certificate of occupancy to our new location next week we ask these all things all these things in jesus name amen okay church this is our offering time if you're a guest with us this morning we are not after your money this is just one of the ways we worship the lord at coastal you're welcome to join us in that if you would like uh i do want to bring to your attention. Uh, I'm going to show you a video during the offering time. This is Sparrow Ministries. And uh, Eric, are you in here or are you out back already? I don't Oh, there you are. Uh, so Eric is here from Sparrow Ministries. Some of you guys that have been to Honduras, you know him as Beef. Okay, I don't know why that's his nickname, but it's his nickname. And uh, and so one of the really cool things is we get ready to relocate to our new location. You guys probably remember this. When we took up our initial offering to to get into our new building, we wanted to give back, and so we took a tenth of that uh, of the first two hundred thousand dollars that came into our building fund, and we gave it to Sparrow Ministries. And you guys helped build a home for some kids that are now re- that didn't have a home. That are now residing in a home via sparrow ministry so this morning we have a little video of that and then if you want to meet uh eric bowman he's he's going to be out at the missions kiosk and uh, if you have some interest in even how you could be involved by sponsoring some children uh, so they can uh, move into these homes he would be happy to talk to you about that so eric he will be out there at the missions kiosk this is sparrow missions uh video and this is the home that you guys helped build and so with that ushers would you come forward watch this video